Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, coming from the church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. In our current series on heavenly authority, Pastor has been discussing the prophecy of the man of God in 1 Samuel chapter 2 against the high priest Eli, because Eli has honored his wicked sons above God. When we left off last time, we saw the proclamation against Eli's house in verses 31 to 33, and Pastor Greg began recounting the history of Eli's descendants. Phineas's son Ahitub, son Ahimelech, so it will be Eli's great-grandson, right? Phineas, the father of Ahitub, Ahitub, the father of Ahimelech. Ahimelech is the one who is at Nob, who when David is fleeing from Saul, Ahimelech is the one that gives the holy bread to David and his men. He also gives him Goliath's sword when David asks for a weapon. And Ahimelech doesn't know that David is on the run from Saul, that Saul is looking to kill him. He figured David is his son-in-law, so there's nothing wrong here. There's a servant of Saul that's there at the time that David comes in. The guy's name is Doag, the Edomite. And he sees that Ahimelech gives David the bread, gives him the sword, and so when Saul is enraged at David and wants to find him, Doeg tells Saul what Ahimelech did to help David. And you read in 1 Samuel later on, chapter 22, and verse 11, So the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house. So he brings them all in all the father's house, all of Eli's houses around the priests who were in Nob. And they all came to the king, and Saul said, Here now, son of a high tub, here I am, Lord, he answered. Then Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, and that you have given him bread and a sword, and have inquired of God for him? Which, it doesn't seem he did that. But Doak said he did. That he should rise against me to lie in wait, as it is this day. So Hamelech answered the king and said, and who among all your servants is as faithful as David, who is the king's son-in-law, who goes out at your bidding and is honorable in your house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me. He didn't do this for David. He only does it for Saul. Let not the king impute anything to his servant or to any in the house of my father, for your servant knew nothing of all of this, little or much. I knew nothing at all what's going on. And he's telling the truth. And the king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. And the king said to the gods who stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand is also with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. Now, none of that is true. Saul is demonically enraged. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priests of the Lord. And the king said to Doag, you turn and kill the priests. So Doeg the Edomite turned and struck the priests and killed in that day 85 men who wore a linen ephod. And so you have this tragedy of the slaying of the house of Eli. 
Now you read verse 20. Now one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub named Abiathar, escaped. He got away. You see, all these men, they didn't reach their old age, like God said they wouldn't. But Abiathar is able to escape. And David takes him in. And we saw how several studies back, he and his son, named Ahimelech after his father, served in a joint high priesthood. It was the two of them, along with a man named Zadok, who we know from the Chronicles is a descendant of Aaron through Aaron's son, Eleazar, actually through Phinehas, Aaron, the father of Eleazar, the father of Phinehas, and a list of a whole lot of names of 1 Chronicles 6, 1 to 8, down to Zadok. So he is a descendant of Eleazar, whereas Abiathar is a descendant of Eli, who is a descendant of Ithamar. And he serves in this joint high priesthood. They carry the ark together. Uh, they're with David throughout the whole of David's life. But at the very end of his life, when David is on his deathbed, Adonijah, David's son, presumes to be king, and Abiathar sides with him at the party he's having. And David, from his deathbed, says, no, Solomon is going to be king. And he calls Zadok, and Zadok is there to help appoint Solomon as king. So you read then in 1 Kings chapter 2, in verse 26, and it says, And to Abiathar the priest, the king, King Solomon said, Go to Anathoth, to your own fields, for you are deserving of death. But I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David, and because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. He, he was with David the whole time of David's travails. So Solomon removed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord, which he spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. So Solomon removed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord. That's what we're studying right now. The word of the Lord, which he, the Lord, spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. That's what we're studying right here, that his house would be cut off. His arm, his strength would be broken. Even Abiathar, who remains, is removed not just from the high priesthood, he's removed from any priesthood. And from this point on, it is the descendants of Zadok who follow in the high priestly line. The high priests come from Zadok. It's really only the short time from Eli to Abiathar that there's a flip of the high priesthood. Remember, they're all priests. But now Abiathar is even removed from any priesthood, fulfilling the word of the Lord that we're studying here to Eli. And because of the tragedy to Eli's house, the slaying of those 85, and what's happened, even at the time of David in 1 Chronicles 24.4, the descendants from Eleazar, the priests, the general priests from Eleazar, far outnumber the priests from Ithamar. So God's word to Eli about his house, his arm, his strength came to pass. Let's go back to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 34. We read how, and all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age, verse 33. Verse 34, the man of God goes on in this prophecy. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, 
and one day they shall die, both of them. This is a sign that all this is going to happen. Now, we know it happened because we can jump ahead and read it in the scriptures. But to Eli, the man of God says, the sign to you is going to be that both your sons are going to die in one day. And we'll see that happens. We're not going to see it today. But that's exactly what happens. They die in one day. And verse 35, then, then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind, I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest, who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that anyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and say, please put me in one of the priestly positions that I may eat a piece of bread. You have here a principle of substitution. As your arm is broken, as your strength, Eli, is broken, your house is broken, I will substitute a faithful priest. And we saw this, we saw it with Reuben, right? Joseph came in place of Reuben. We'll see it with Judah. Judah will come in place of Joseph. There's a principle of substitution when the one falls, God places in another. Now, many scholars, and you understand why we took the time we did at the beginning of the sermon, many scholars believe that this faithful priest is speaking about Zadok of Eliezer's line, replacing Eli at his father's house, meaning Ithamah's line. Okay, you see why I made the distinction at the beginning? Why I believe clearly when it talks about he calls him out of Egypt, he chooses from all the tribes, how the clear meaning is Aaron, not Ithama. Who is the substitutionary priest that comes in, this faithful priest? Many scholars feel, well, it's Zadok from Eleazar replacing Abiathar from Eli from Ithama. And that's true. We saw they did, he did replace them. We saw it did cut off the arm of Eli's house. Abiathar is taken out of the priesthood. It's true. It's true on one level. And remember often that prophecy can have many times two parts or two levels. Many of the Old Testament prophecies have a short-term fulfillment and then a long-term fulfillment in Christ, right? Sometimes you have a physical or earthly kingdom meaning and a spiritual heavenly kingdom meaning to the prophecy. And God means both parts. And the prophecy can be fulfilled short term and long term. Zadok's house did replace Eli's, fulfilling the prophecy of Eli's house, that your arm would be cut off. So what part fulfills the part about breaking the, how does he say it here? The days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house. I will cut off the arm of the ironical priesthood itself. Where does that happen? When you reread verses 28 to 30, it's clearly about Aaron, not Ithama. Aaron's house was supposed to walk before God forever. That was the promise. Then he says up in verse 30, but far be it from me, meaning it's not going to happen any longer. This is a declaration against the whole household and the failure of Aaron's priesthood. 
Certainly, Abiathar was removed from the high priesthood and the whole priesthood by Solomon to fulfill the word of God to Eli. But this is not simply saying that Zadok is going to walk in the place of Abiathar before the anointed king Solomon. Even the way it's read, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. That anointed is not Solomon. That anointed is Jesus Christ. That's the anointed one, Messiah. And the reason this is so important, and it's so important to understand he's speaking about the whole house, your father's house. Your house and your father's house were supposed to be priests forever. I will cut off your arm. We've seen that with Eli, but I will also cut off that of your father's, meaning Aaron's house, is that there is a substitution here promised of a new priesthood who would walk before Messiah in a position of superior authority to the Levitical priesthood. And that's the only clear reading of this passage. That when it speaks about Aaron's house being cut off, there will be a substitution a replacement of a spiritual priesthood that is so much superior in authority to make the old obsolete and passing away. Notice something about this faithful priest. He's raised up right after the death of Hophni and Phinehas, not generations later in the time of Zadok. If you would like to write to us, you can reach us at Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. For Sunday service, we meet in Madison, Connecticut at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane at 10 a.m. Please join us next time for Shear Jashub.